0: in the studio clowning with my kid folk feeling like a million bucks even though we been broke shit we been broke doesn't mean we give up may have lost some ground best believe we catching up hot's going up we've always been the long shot so you'll get your money's worth from the team that i got doesn't matter how you start the race it's how you finish right they're really gonna hate us from we first across the tennis line hey what's going on everybody it's times and welcome to another episode of the Times Podcast, Paranormal Times Part 6. Allow me to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to give me a little time out of your day. And I promise I'm going to do everything I can to keep you guys entertained. I do want to say that if you have been following along ever since I've started this Paranormal Times series, I have to send you an extra thank you. Because, like I've said before, I record these podcasts right after getting off from a third shift job. And I can even notice on a couple of the episodes that I've gone back and listened to that I kind of fade out the further into the episode I get. I can definitely see that I'm starting to wear down as I'm recording. So I just want to say thank you for dealing with that side of things and continuing to listen. It really means a lot to me because technically you could be listening to anybody telling you paranormal stories. You don't have to listen to my podcast, but you still are taking the time to do so. So I greatly appreciate all of you that have continued to listen. And yes, I do notice going back and listening to Damn, I kind of fell off a little bit that last 10, 15 minutes, just not realizing just how tired I'm getting as I'm recording. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen today because there's a lot to put into this episode. We're not going to do a quick and crazy. We're just going to roll right through this because to me, a lot of these things are crazy. Uh, It involves a lot to do with my kids. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy the entire episode because there's a lot in it. Just want to remind everybody, if you've got a crazy story or if you just need somebody to get in contact with in general, about anything please feel free to use the times podcast email it's times podcast at gmail.com t-y-m-e-z podcast at gmail.com i check this email every day so if you write me tell me what you got going on or share your story with me uh, i will get back in contact with you rather quickly so just throwing that out there times podcast at gmail.com If you're not comfortable with sending me an email, but you need somebody to talk to, please reach out to family, reach out to friends, reach out to somebody because there are people out there to care. Stop telling yourself that they don't. There are people out there to care about you and want to make sure you're okay. So make sure you're reaching out to somebody to get the help that you need. Now we're going to get right into this. We're going to travel a few years further uh, into things. Last week we talked about one event involving my now 18 year old daughter Jade when she was about 10 months old. So we're going to fast forward now because my daughter Tatum has probably been the most, she's probably seen the most out of any of the kids. And the experiences with her started before she was ever even born. And I think That's where we'll start this episode off at. So while my wife was pregnant with Tatum, I would have this reoccurring dream. And the dream would be of a child standing at the foot of our bed. And as I noticed the child standing down there, the child would then run around my side of the bed as if it's running full speed up towards where my head's laying at. And as soon as it got close enough, it would just disappear. And this would this dream would happen on a constant basis. And I knew I figured it had something to do with the pregnancy and everything else. But it was actually so bad because every time it would happen, I would try to reach out to grab this kid and nothing would be there. And to the point that one day, Jade, who's a little older than what she was the last episode, Jade is actually standing in the room and has walked up to my side of the bed and is saying my name. I wake up and instantly reach out and grab her like, I gotcha. Uh, Freaked her out pretty good that I reached up and and grabbed her by both arms like, ha ha. So after Tatum was born, we lived in an apartment that just set right off Dixie Highway. In that apartment, my two oldest daughters shared a room. And during the winter months, with all the leaves off the surrounding trees and everything, you could look right out their window, up at the top of the hill, across Dixie Highway from our apartment, and have a wonderful view of my favorite place in the world, Waverly Hills. We literally were living in an apartment directly across the street from the road that would take you up to Waverly. I'm not going to revisit the whole Waverly thing itself. Um, I'm sure the majority of people that listen to this knows everything there is to know about Waverly. Plus, I covered it in one of the other episodes. So if you haven't listened to that, please feel free to go back and check it out. But obviously, living so close to Waverly and well, with everything else that's gone on up to this point, why wouldn't you expect weird, small things to happen in the apartment that we were staying in. And some of this stuff was relatively, I don't know, simple, like nothing. There was never anything that I can remember happening at the apartment that would be like, you got to get the hell out of the apartment, but just, just simple things that for the most part could just be explained. Like toys from the room would randomly turn themselves on. Um, I'd have going back to the dream thing and I'm not going to harp on dreams through this whole thing. I promise you. But going back to the dream thing, I'd have this dream of this invisible spirit. Like I knew the spirit was there, like weird things were going on in the dream, but I couldn't actually see a spirit. But I swear, y'all, this was the dream. It was taking a laundry basket full of clothes. It would take it out of my bedroom. And instead of like. Following it out, I would just look out my window into the parking lot of the apartment complex and it would have this full basket of clothes kind of suspended in midair, two stories up because our bedroom window is two stories up as in me looking out the window and the ghost is going, look what I got. Look what I got. I got your clothes. And then it would proceed to dump the basket of clothes out into the parking lot. I know it's a weird ass dream, I know, but it's one of those vivid dreams that I still like remember today. So like a lot of people, I think a lot of people hear stories like this and you go, well, that's that's some bullshit, but I'm going to do this is real life. Like people got crazy stories and everything else. Some people got stories that don't make it a whole lot of sense that maybe don't have as much bite to them as other stories you would hear. But you know what? It is what it is. I told you guys i tell you everything that I remembered. This is the shit that I remembered. The coolest thing that ever happened at that apartment was a picture that I actually took of Tatum when she was a baby. So the picture was taken in the apartment while Tatum was laying in the bed and she couldn't have been no older than a month, you know, a month, month and a half. Uh, But the picture shows her with all kinds of arches of lights just out in front of her. And she seems to be watching them with a smile on her face. I'm actually going to use that picture as the picture for this episode. And I'm also going to post it on my social media platforms because I I personally, I love the picture. I had a close friend of mine say, you know, to them, it looked like uh, maybe... Um, a hair or something got caught in the uh, flash of the camera when the picture was taken. But to me, there's more than just one arc of light in there. It just doesn't seem like a plausible answer to it. So I'll just let you guys be the judge, but I'll be posting that picture because I think it's one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen. It wouldn't take long for us to realize that Tatum would be Our sensitive child, you know, as it pertains to the paranormal and everything. Our time in the apartment on Dixie was short-lived. We actually spent a few months living with a friend due to some financial issues, which pretty much kind of ran us out of the apartment anyway. So, and unfortunately, things kind of go from bad to worse. Y'all know how it is. And um, in those months, my mom ended up passing away in her sleep. Uh, And she actually, she actually ended up passing away in the same house that my dad passed away in five years earlier. So after her passing, Alicia, myself, and the kids, we moved into my mom's house to help my two brothers with bills, everything that was kind of going on there. But to be completely transparent about the whole thing, we were still very like financially unstable. So quite honestly, we weren't. Really much help at all. We were damn near freeloading. And trust me, my oldest brother at the time uh, definitely let me know that 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 was the case. And, you know, given the circumstances at the time uh, with both my parents passing away in that house and how open I was trying to be to everything and how freaked out at times I could be about being in the house. Uh, nothing paranormal to my knowledge ever took place in the house while we were staying there. So in June of the following year, I finally locked down a job that honestly, well, if I'm being honest, it paid like crap. Uh, $8 an hour to start, but it was it was still a point in the right direction. To be completely honest with you guys, uh, the plan was only to be with the company for about six months or so uh, until I found my way back into the rent-to-own field because that's what I'd been doing years prior, and that's what I felt like, you know, I was good at. But here we are twelve years later, and I'm still at the same job. So it must have turned out to be pretty decent after all. I guess that goes into that game plan of things happen for a reason. But anyways, paranormal. Let's get back to it. So with new doors opening up, finally having a job and me and my brother kind of being at odds with each other, my older brother being at odds with each other over things. I felt it was kind of time for us to kind of get up and, and, and get out. And we actually ended up getting a townhouse with a good friend in the Washington Park complex only about, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe a little more than 10 minutes from my mom's house. It's not called Washington Park Complex no more. It's called something, I don't know what the hell it's called now, but it's changed names like 15 times. And to be perfectly honest with you, the reason why it keeps changing names is because by all accounts, this is not the complex that you want to raise your kids in. There were many times that you had to overlook a drug deal or sidestep an addict asking you if you had anything. It was just, you know, it was one of those places. I'm not even going to go into how often my family would have to get down on the floor because of gunfire just outside our windows. It was not the best place in the world to try to bring a family up in, but it's kind of the best we could do at the time. But even with the fear of the things going on outside, it sometimes paled in comparison to the weird things that went on inside the townhouse. And that's why I say that this is the most haunted place I've ever lived. So first, we'll start with Tatum herself, my beautiful, paranormally sensitive child. As a child, she would share a room with us where she would constantly wake us up in the middle of the night saying that she can't sleep because the woman in the TV keeps staring at her. The TV would obviously be off. On top of that, Tatum became known as a constant sleepwalker. One night, while sleeping in her two older sisters' room, she leaped up from her sleep, ran across the room in the dark, and crouched down. Her sisters then turned their flashlights on on their phones and pointed it in her direction, and she was standing there, smiling back at them. They were freaked the hell out. So there may have been slight there may have been a slight potential that at times Tatum came across as a little possessed in her younger years. So let's get off of Tatum for just a quick second. Let's let's talk. Let's go back to Jade for a minute. Okay, now Jade's a little older now and we're not really going to focus on Jade herself. Let's let's talk about Jade's phone for a second. Now, I know probably what everybody's thinking is, yo, you guys are like in a bad neighborhood. Got all this stuff going on around you, but your kids have phones. Calm down for a second. Like, first of all, phones at this point really aren't that expensive. okay? and cricket had a hell of a deal. So it is what it is. Anyways, the phones. So my wife and I slept in the basement of the townhouse. This was one of the things that I really liked about the townhouse when we first moved in it was I felt like I had a ton of room, which with a family my size wasn't the case at all. But it's a three story townhouse. So it has a basement, a first floor and you're upstairs, which up to the point I saw this specific townhouse, I didn't know that you can get a townhouse with a full basement in it. Now, this basement wasn't finished, but we made do with, you know, what we had. Our roommate and our two oldest slept upstairs on the top floor. Because of the distance, you could imagine that an occasional phone call was easier than making the trip up and down two flights of steps. So when my wife's phone rang and it was Jay calling from upstairs, I didn't really think anything of it. That was until we answered the phone. So my wife answers the phone. She says hello. And... After a second or two goes, Jade, hello. And then looks at me with this weird look and then hands me the phone. And she goes, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I get on the phone. I say hello. And the the only way that I can describe what I heard in that moment is what you would imagine, I guess, space would sound like. Like, imagine putting a pringle can to your ear maybe but like having this metallic sound coming through like i've i've never heard anything like it and i've i haven't heard anything even similar to it since this phone call there was no voice there was nobody talking just this weird metallic sound that was you know I guess somewhat sounded like it was distorted, but nothing like a call breaking up or like nothing like her actually being on the other end and just the phone was, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't a broken call. Like she didn't call me and then the line was just bad. There was just nobody on the other end. The call immediately made me feel really uncomfortable. It made me so uncomfortable that I put the phone down and I went upstairs to check on Jade and make sure she was okay. What I saw when I got upstairs is what really threw me for a loop. Jade's phone was laying face down in the middle of her bed. Jade was in the shower the next room over. When I asked her if she had just tried to call us, she said no, she told us that she had been in the shower for at least 10 minutes and no one else was upstairs. Speaking of creepy calls, let's talk about creepy voices that like to leave voicemails. You would probably guess that we were still in the process of digging our way out of some bad financial places. I don't mean to keep going back to that, but it's where we were at at the time and Kind of explains why we were living, where we were living, and what was going on around us. So it wasn't uncommon to get the typical bill collector calling or even a telemarketer wanting to help, I don't know, us consolidate our bills into one easy payment, you know, how the damn commercials and everything go. But it wasn't uncommon for our phone to ring and it be either somebody trying to get money from us or somebody who's going to help us get it figured out. Neither one of them we answered, by the way. And this particular call probably wouldn't have been any different except for the very beginning of the voicemail. So take a listen and see if you catch it. Hi, this message is for. This is Levi calling from Loma. I don't really remember exactly what this gentleman was calling for. And to keep that part confidential, I did cut that out of the voicemail. Which I also think I removed the name of the company, but I can assure you, other than that, the voicemail was not tampered with in any way. That is exactly how we heard it on her phone. Alicia. hi, this message is for This is Levi calling from Loma. And I don't remember if I've actually said this yet or not, but my wife's name is Alicia. So I'll let you guys hear it one more time, and you can have your own opinions on it.: Hi, this message is for. This is Levi calling from Lone Man.: To date, no one has had an explanation. Nothing about it makes any sense whatsoever. During the 10 years that we lived in this townhouse, we had just weird occurrences that, that happened everywhere. Didn't matter where you was at in the townhouse itself, but none more than in the basement itself. We had dresses aggressively being ripped off, clothes hangers uh, that you would catch out of the corner of your eye. You turn around and the dress would be on the floor and the hanger would just be swinging by itself. Me and my wife both watched that one happen. I'd be home by myself during the day. Kids are at school. Wife's at work. I'm getting ready to lay down. I get comfortable in bed and I would literally feel somebody sit down on the other side of the mattress. The mattress would shift, it would move, and I turn and nobody'd be there. We also got this one time that me and Tatum, as she was getting ready for school one morning, was standing in the basement having a full-length conversation about something when the dryer door unlatched itself and slowly opened. And I'm telling y'all, the creak from this thing was straight out of a horror movie. I'm talking about just slow creaking all the way open. Obviously, I agree with anybody that would argue this point with me. Maybe the dryer door wasn't shut all the way. The only thing I can tell you is we both heard it unlatch, Like the click that you hear when you open the door, that's what we heard. That's what caused us both to turn and look at the dryer and watch the door slowly open up but all these were just a handful of events that we struggled to explain i never personally saw like a spirit a shadow anything like it just weird things that would happen even our youngest daughter paisley would eventually start having i guess her own late night visitor because she'd come tell her mom about the old woman that would hold her hand at night while she slept. That's creepy, y'all. That is creepy. To talk to your four or five-year-old daughter the next day and ask her how she slept, and she tells you that she slept okay because the old woman was holding her hand last night. Also question how a ghost would feel about being called an old woman. And believe it or not, I'm not done yet. Before I became a mega successful podcaster, you have the faintest idea of what you're talking about. You guys might not believe this, but I was actually a mega successful hip hop artist. Who the fuck is this asshole? Okay, so maybe I was just a guy in a basement with a small recording setup, hoping. To have a chance to make it to the big times. I mean, who hasn't had that dream, right? In some form or fashion. If you guys want to support, look up Tragic Times on all major platforms. Anyways, because I have this setup and said setup was in the basement. I had a handful of really odd recordings. Some of which I wasn't even a part of. Because I always worked on music alone and me and my wifey worked different shifts, I did all my recording while she was at work and the kids were at school, which is still something I do today because I'm a let me show you the finished product kind of guy and not a listen to me screw this up a thousand times kind of guy. On this day, Alicia, a.k.a. The Wifey, A.K.A. the name the creepy voice said on the voicemail just earlier. She had just left the house. My daughter Paisley and I at this point are the only two at home. Because at this point she was still too little for school. And honestly too little to pass judgment on my constant stumbling over words while recording. So I was okay with her being there. Plus she was asleep in the middle of the bed. I had just hit record. And got myself positioned in front of the microphone to drop some dope ass bars when my phone rang. And it was the wifey wanting me to bring her something that she had forgotten. So I grabbed what she needed, looked over at Paisley, made sure she was good, and I emerged from the basement, rounding through the townhouse, through the living room, and I'm out the front door where she's waiting on me at. So we have a brief one or two minute conversation. She was back off to work and I was walking back downstairs over to my studio. And to this day, I cannot say with total confidence that I remember stopping the recording before I went upstairs or not. I don't think I had actually recorded anything myself, yet when I got down there, and I sat back down in my chair. My computer was definitely recording. So if you ever done music or, or just in general recorded anything, you can clearly see the waves of your voice going up and down on the screen. So that's what I see when I sit down in front of the screen. At that point, I kind of turned to the other side of the basement, make sure Paisley is still asleep, didn't get up and was running around anywhere. She's still sound asleep, and we didn't own any pets at the time and even though some of the patterns were were me walking up and down the steps from going outside and coming back in, some of them were something else altogether I'm gonna play the two clips that I have from that recording for you guys and again let you make your own judgment here they are. <laughs> In the first clip, what I've always heard is, let's begin. <laughs> and in the second clip, with the deeper, little more evil voice, it sounds a lot to me like it says, we're the ghost. As if it's announcing that, hey, we're the ghost, we're here. And that voice Also, oddly sounds like the voice that was on the voicemail that my wife got. Either way, it's creepy as hell to me. (laughs) Now, not everything that happened while we were living in this townhouse was what you consider to be creepy or downright baffling. So to explain a little bit to you guys who haven't paused the podcast yet and ran over and checked out my plethora of music that's on all major platforms tragic times check it out my music has always been centered mostly around dealing with anxiety and depression while going through the mixing process of one of my songs i came across a wave in the recording that you know it just it shouldn't have been there It shouldn't have been where it was at because this would have been A spot in the recording during, like, a pause inside my verse that would allow me to catch my breath for a minute. So, thinking of all the craziness that we've already had and what we've been dealing with up to that point, I said, What the hell? I decided to pull that specific one out and just kind of see exactly what it was, why it was in the recording. And What I heard left me completely speechless. For me to sum this one up to you guys, I'll explain it like this. A lot of people know me now as times. People who listen to my music actually know me as tragic times. My family knows me as Mike. And for a very few very small select circle of people that mean the world to me they actually call me Michael this recording to me to me clearly says i love you michael and there's only one person that would want to deliver that message from the other side to me that I can think of. And that would have been my mom. So I have always looked at this recording as being my mom telling me one more time that she loved me. So as wild and crazy as some of the things are that we experienced while staying in this townhouse, not all of them were in any way, shape, or form bad experiences. There was also this one time, you know, when you're married, and you and your significant other—well, you don't have to be married, you know, whatever. You and your significant other, you get the urge, and you you want to you want to lay down, you want you want to do a thing, you know what I'm saying? You want to do a thing, right? And then after the fact. You're kind of laying in bed and I'm proud of my three minute achievement and a light just all of a sudden illuminates the entire room and you realize that from the other side of the room, all your monitors have come on while nobody's over in the studio and it just so happens that your homie, your brother that had just passed away recently is your screensaver on your monitors. Yeah, that'll that'll creep you out just a little bit, because then you realize that if this paranormal world, these ghosts, all this shit is is real and they're around us. Well. Automatically took that as my childhood friend just checked in on me at the wrong time, was letting me know, I see what you're doing either way. Over the years, we have worked really hard to get things established, and we eventually were able to actually buy a house, get the hell out of that townhouse, get the hell out of that neighborhood. And now we live in a different area, and I'm a little more comfortable raising my kids. We have our own house. We're doing our own thing. I literally came from absolutely nothing to not where we want to be at, but we sure as hell are in a better place. And sometimes I got to remind myself of that. And on top of that, we've been here for a little over two years. And for the most part, I'd say we left the creepiness at the other house. But before I make that statement, the last story, the very last thing that I would have to tell you guys happened roughly a year and a half or so ago on Father's Day. So not the Father's Day just passed, obviously, but the one before it. I'm sitting with the family in our bedroom. We're all kind of sitting around the bed talking and everything else. And the only one not in there at the time is Tatum. She's across the hall from our bedroom in Paisley's room. And she's just picking the room up for Paisley. Um, I believe Paisley had a friend over or something to that extent, and her room was kind of messed up. She had toys out and everything, and she's just over there trying to help keep everything clean. She's picking the room up, and then she walks into the room and just stands in the doorway, and all of her color, she's she's pale as a ghost. I kind of turn to her. We we kind of look up at her for a second. We stop the conversation we're having, and we're going, you good? And she goes, I just saw Meemaw. And y'all, I know kids make up stories. I know they do. But this child started bawling. And I mean bawling her eyes out as soon as she said it. She was trying to catch her breath so she could explain to us what it was she just saw. Finally, she was able to kind of get her emotions and take a deep breath. And she said that she was knelt down on the floor picking things up next to Paisley's bed. She turns to her right, still kind of looking at the floor, and she sees a set of feet. She assumes one of us had walked into the room and was standing there. So she just automatically, instinctively looks up, thinking it's one of us. And standing in front of her, she said, was the full body of my mom looking down, smiling at her gives me goosebumps just thinking about it she said that she just stood there looking up at her she was she didn't know what to do she couldn't move she couldn't do anything and she blinked her eyes and when she blinked her eyes she was gone and she's apologizing for blinking and all this other stuff and she wanted to make sure that she was there and, and she she didn't want to blink her eyes, but it, it just it, it happened and then gone. And if you'd have been in the room, and been a part of the conversation and seen the emotion that she had, there's no way that you would sit and tell me that she did not experience this moment. But to my knowledge, y'all, all that is pretty much the rundown. I hope you guys have enjoyed the entire series. I do really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. It really means a lot to me. I don't know right now where everything is going to go from here as far as the times podcast goes, because I've been so focused on doing this series that I'm kind of going, well, shit, what, what should I do? from this point but we'll figure all this shit out but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up before I do so though always remember you're so fucking worth it you just have to see it I'll talk to you guys soon in the studio clouded with my tin folk feeling like a million bucks even though we been broke shit we damn broke doesn't mean we give up may have lost some ground best believe we catching up Pots going up, we've always been the long shot. So you'll get your money's worth from the team that I got. Doesn't matter how you start the race, it's how you finish, right? They're really gonna hate us from we my first across the finish line. Hey.